वेलकम बैक टू इन द ट्रेंचेस पॉडकास्ट द पॉडकास्ट फॉर यूथ पास्टर्स बाय यूथ पास्टर्स इन टुडेज एपिसोड वी हैव चार्ली एंड एलियट सिटिंग डाउन विथ टोनी ओरलैंडो टॉकिंग अबाउट Welcome back to In the Trenches, everybody. We hope you enjoyed Elliot's introduction to this episode. Yes, that is right. This is a special Halloween episode. Halloween is today. This is going to be released today. Halloween and uh, in in post production, can you add in like um, like a spookier intro? You know, like oh yeah, uh, no, we're, we're we're for sure gonna change that up. Good, yeah, perfect. That's the way it is. Great. Good. Also, just an update for everybody: uh, Charlie did trade me Leonard Fournette. So. I did, I did, but I think I f- I think I got it. It was a fair trade. Like yeah. I'm not like you it know how there's some trade. people in fantasy football will go out there and they will try and just give you offered just, terrible yeah. things. It, this was oh, not. I've a, never a heard that trade. happen at all before. Oh, I've never did. offered you terrible things. I've offered you fair trades that didn't work out for you. Uh, that's right. Do you want JT back? I did not this year. <laughs> <laughs> what did you offer him last year? Uh, it was. Fair. I got Jonathan Taylor for. I gave him DK Metcalf okay. and Chase Claypool. Okay, that's not that bad. Which is in yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it just But it was the week before JT went Richter. Like yeah. he was he was a good running yeah. back until then. Again, guys, thanks for joining our fantasy <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. football <laughs> <Sorry>. podcast. <laughs> uh, a podcast by fantasy football players for fantasy football players. Um but hey guys, yeah. we are excited to be here today. It is a Halloween episode, not a fantasy football episode. And um today we're we're excited because we're not sitting down necessarily with a guest. We have Tony Orlando on the podcast he's a returning um, member of the crew he is on our leadership team for the socal network tony how you doing doing great charlie elliot thanks for having me guys great of course tony for since this is an audio only podcast i needed to describe the outfit that tony brought he was wearing it but he's not wearing it he has other clothes on just to be clear but he came in a jack skellington suit like so it's a full suit. We'll post a picture. It's of like it. a tuxedo. Yeah. yeah, we'll post it in the thing. Yeah. But it's a pant and jacket, like a dinner coat, with just Jack Skellington's head all over it. Yeah, I wanted to be in the mood for the Halloween podcast. Yeah, it's Not what the kids that uh, never mind are vaping in the bathroom. No, no, no. Oh. Those are cool kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's what. The kids that Charlie talked about in the episode with Yo-Yo is what they'll wear to prom, you know? To prom? Yeah, to prom. I can see that. It's funny because all of us are staring at this this suit right now. But um, you wouldn't believe how many people, actually, no, it was just one person, um, that called me and said, so you don't like anime? Yeah. From the last episode. I I actually did listen to the last episode, and uh, yeah, it was... I can't believe you were saying what you were saying, bro. Bro, someone had to say it. Because I know there's a youth pastor out no, there that is thinking that. Didn't, no, no one was thinking what you were thinking, bro. Bro. That was I, a crazy take. That's not crazy. Okay. Um, 
again, this is not an or it can be. I feel like Halloween is right up there with anime. But um, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, today, though, guys, we wanted to release this episode, and I know Elliot was really um, excited for this one because we just we were talking about it. Just releasing an episode on Halloween, kind of discussing is is Halloween the devil's birthday? Should mm, you or yes. should you not do a Halloween party? Do you call it Halloween or um, like a Halloween party or a harvest festival or whatever it might be? And so um, I just want to kind of open. So we brought in a youth ministry expert. How many years were you in True. youth ministry, Tony? Uh, 15 as a youth pastor. And I say 27 now. As yeah. A still loving youth. And DYD working team. With you guys. Yeah, I'm the team. That's crazy. So, so then you have you always done Halloween parties for, during Halloween? Uh, yes and no. I think we've done you know we've done harvest parties. We've done Halloween stuff for sure. Hollow, you know, in my own personal context, growing up, see, Halloween was was taboo in the church. Growing up, it was something we didn't celebrate. We didn't do. We did actually like like biblical harvest parties. We had to dress as a biblical character, which is a whole other story for maybe another podcast or another I, time. So, what was your favorite character to dress up as? My mom made me Bathsheba. <laughs> Uh, that was the easy one, bro. It was not much to wear. Um, so I was Moses. My mom would like sew me like a, a costume, literally. And then I had, I don't know where she got this gray beard. I felt like she like made it out of cotton balls and like spray painted it gray. So growing up, we, we weren't allowed to go trick-or-treating. We weren't allowed to go to like any kind of, maybe a harvest party at school or a Halloween party at school. And that was it. You know, and I was a cowboy like no, sorry, Charlie. Come on. I was literally a cowboy every That's year. not a costume. <laughs> that's a, don't appropriate that's a way, my don't appropriate my culture. It's a way of life. Up that's there cultural North. appropriation. Speaking of cowboys, go, please go look at the New Beginning Norco Instagram page because you know how much we talk about their church and how it's all cowboys. Literally on Instagram, two cowboys, with bro. The, with the Copenhagen. In yeah, the, in bro. That was, did you Just see that part? Full can of dip in his yeah, pocket. That, that's. And that's their associate pastor. <laughs> Anyways, you were a cowboy. Yeah, Dude, so, so um, speaking of just like dress, just in this zone, one time uh, in junior high, I, I have a lot of junior high stories. I, I've said before, my experience in junior high is what made me become a youth pastor because there's just too much embarrassing stuff that happened. I've told it at a lot of youth ministries. Here's a story I don't tell very often because it's like uh, – I don't know. Never no, is is a Halloween story. So it was Halloween, and uh, I had gone to private school, and we dressed up. There was a whole like you know trick or treat harvest thing, and so in my family, we would always like put a lot of effort into dressing up. I've had some great Halloween costumes through the years. I've been Jimmy Neutron, which was yes. a, a fit because I have a big head. I really need and to then see these pictures. I'll send them to you. We could post yeah, them in yeah. the thing. Yeah, I was Jimmy Neutron. That was a winner. Um, so I, we had this, like all this, um, pirate gear, like good pirate gear, like Captain Jack dreads. Why, why do you have good pirate gear for costumes? Yeah. What an idiot. Um, what a stupid <laughs> you guys, question. You guys just have that laying around your house? No, we had it from costumes, you dummy. So we, uh, dressed up. So I was like, oh, okay, so I'm getting ready. I had this like blousey shirt you know like yes. i was like i'm not gonna look like a cheesy pirate i'm gonna look like uh because this is a prime like pirates of the caribbean i was like i'm gonna look like that pirate we had this like fake tattoo sleeve that i put on put like makeup on my face and made it look dirty and like a little bit of eyeliner you know like i'm like full in my johnny depp captain jack sparrow days zone yeah. i show up to school 
no one had given me the memo that nobody in public junior high dresses up for Halloween. And so I show up panicked because it's only me and what Charlie would refer to as the anime kids that were dressed up for Halloween. So I panic. I take off the blousey shirt and throw it in my locker. I clean up my face and I'm just walking around looking like a dirty kid all day just because I was so embarrassed that I had dressed oh, up like a man. pirate at school, bro. That's uh, that's that's sad. Yeah. I, well, in junior high, like we dressed up in junior high. I don't know. We my junior high did not. Well, go going back to Tony and um, yeah. kind of the stuff that you you were talking about already, just like Halloween and and whatnot. What were those different like seasons you guys went through? Because you kind of talked about it already a little bit, but I'll just let you finish that that sentence before Elliot cuts you off. Oh mm. no, no 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 yeah. So you know, obviously in church in church world, you know, so in our personal lives, our family just didn't. My mom would actually get us like when like grocery stores gave away like paper bags, mm. she would like put candy in there so we didn't feel left out. So we'd come home from school on a Halloween day and there'd be like candy and beef jerky, whatever, because we don't go trick-or-treating. So now in a, in a church context, we would do the harvest stuff. Why sure. Why did you not trick-or-treat? What was your family's reasoning? My I came from a very legalistic home where we did not go to movies. Mm. At all? I didn't go to a movie till I was 20. What movie? What was the first movie you went okay, to? I'm going to give you the choice. So it was between two movies. It was between The Fugitive and Free Willy. Fugitive. Free Willy. I picked The Fugitive, thankfully. Yes. Imagine, if I said, imagine if I said the first movie I ever saw in a theater was Free Willy. It's a great movie. Yeah, so this was 1994. That's when uh, I was born. You guys were born? Yeah. Okay, I was 20. So you are 29, Charlie. I'm 28, yeah. 28, okay. So I was I was literally, so that that was my, con- we couldn't own a deck of cards. We had wow. no cards <laughs> in the house. We had a pool, my brother and I had a little mini pool table. My grandpa was like anti-pool because mm. it was associated with bars. Yeah. Mm. So when he came over, we had to cover the pool table with a sheet. So understand, <laughs> wow. no, seriously. What did, and yeah. your grandpa just yeah. was like, man, this, this big table always has a sheet over it. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a mini one. He's like trying to he's trying balls. to put like his drink on it and it keeps going <laughs> into the, the pockets. The, the the pockets. pockets. <laughs> yeah. So I understand. So that was the context. Now, my, my parents are great. Uh, but that was a very. They, do you, you think they're culture. still in that mindset? Like, My parents aren't. They're they're not the other direction. They've just. So when did that switch? Because yeah. that was a huge thing. Because yes. that what like people didn't watch movies. People did not celebrate no. Halloween. And no. I know some people still don't. Yeah. But like you guys, obviously something switched. When and like what switched? For me or my parents. So so oh. for for me when I met my wife. We would we were having conversations when we after we became engaged, and she told you about Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos, <laughs> and she, she was born on Cinco de Mayo. Okay, so my wife's Mexican, born on Cinco de Mayo. So we started having conversations. She was raised very much in a, in the same way. So it was like, okay, we're gonna. And here's what happened after I saw that first movie, The Fugitive. I went crazy. I started mm. watching like Joy Luck Club and everything rated R, and because I was like, I'm watching movies for the first time. And then I realized maybe my parents weren't 100 percent wrong. Mm. So you you always the pendulum swings the other way to come back to center. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can watch movies, but I want to filter what I watch. So the conversation that Lee and I had when we started talking about having kids and getting married, in the other order, getting married then having kids. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice, nice catch there. Post production, Charlie. <laughs> Why is Trey 23 years old right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. So we're very 22 years. Uh, so all that said is we start having conversations about that, that we want to raise our kids in a balanced way. My parents weren't wrong. They were just misguided in, in their beliefs yeah. as it related to the legalism side. Do I have a deck of cards? Yeah, of course. Do, do we go to movies? Yes, we still filter what the kids watch. Our kids don't even like anime. Have they it, seen good, The Fugitive? Set up our, kids, our kids maybe have seen The Fugitive. 
And that was a big deal because all of my friends, this is what all of my friends in college wanted to be. They wanted to be there when I lost my movie virginity. Yeah. That, that was a big deal because I, I didn't like put this out, you know, on public. People would ask me, you want to go to a movie? I'm like, I don't really go to movies. Like, what? You don't go to movies? So imagine being a Christian yeah. student in a youth And group. wasn't the reasoning for like not going to movies that it was something about, uh, well, because there, there'd be a theater where Free Willy's playing, yes. but then also The Fugitive or something even worse than that. And the, and the logic was, if you're at the theater, we how is someone supposed to know that you weren't just watching whatever, yes. you know, something? Elliot, it was that, and it was also what happens in movie theaters. Because back in the day, a movie was a great two-hour break for a couple to go, like, hang out in the back. Okay, mm. so that was the... What do you mean by that? Yeah, no, we'll move on. Uh, we'll talk about that in the Valentine's uh, podcast. <laughs> we'll bring, we just bring, you, you come back for all the holidays. I'll just be here for all the holidays. Okay, no, but but that being said, is, is, is there was justification for everything. We don't have, we don't have a pool table associated with bars. We don't yeah. have cards associated with gambling, and that's... You know, very destructive. We don't, we don't have, we don't do Halloween because that's the devil's holiday. And mm -hmm. so all of those things. So then watching my first movie was definitely, I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but that was the, kind of the beginning of me going, you know what? I can still love Jesus. But like I said, being a, so understand being a Christian kid at 14 years old, yeah. my youth group friends. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be set apart, I'm trying to be different, youth alive, right? I'm trying to be like, mm, I mean, I was in a campus club. Literally, You're trying a, to thrive, not I was, survive. I was trying to thrive, Ooh, not good. survive in a campus club. Trademark. My Christian friends call me in a weekend. They say, we're going to the mall. We're going to watch a movie. Can you come? I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I hung up the phone. I start crying. Mm. And I'm like, how can I take a stand? And now I'm isolated from my now Christian friends. Yeah. And that's what it felt like. So now the most, the full circle, the craziest moment for me was when our church rented out the theater for Passion of the Christ, I think in 2003. Mm. And I saw my mom walk in the theater. Wow. For the for very first For a rated time. R movie. Yeah. For a rated R movie. But you know what? See, that's another thing too. There was Jesus um, Rated R for, for righteous. Yes, yeah, righteous. <laughs> but there, there was there was even, well, it's okay because it's only language. It's not nudity. You know, mm -hmm. or, or it's, it's just violence. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. There was always the justification true. Of, of, yeah. of things. That's why when I was telling you about Anchorman, I went to Anchorman went, not knowing a thing about Anchorman. We had a couple of junior high boys who were hanging out like, hey, you want to go watch this movie? Like, yeah. So it's me and the junior high high school pastor and myself, junior high pastor. We're going to watch Anchorman with these two junior high. Yikes. Had no Anchorman epic legendary movie. But yet, raw, like, it's, yeah. and, and I'm yeah, like, 20 minutes in, like, me and junior high pastor look at each other. We got to go, dude. Yeah. Like, we left, got our money back. Junior hires, they stayed, obviously. You know, so. <laughs> dude, it, it's, Are they still <laughs> serving God? Uh, as far as I know. As far as I know, yeah. what's well, it's funny because you mentioned that I did that once with uh, the movie Step Brothers, and mm -hmm. I like I watched it a long time ago as a kid, as like in high school, and I didn't realize how bad it was. And I had some students over after a Sunday at our house, and I we just turned it on. I was like, oof, this is not what I remember Step Brothers being all about. <laughs> um, but it's funny that you bring that up because I I how did you what. What did you think Step Brothers was like? Because it's like it's I don't Catalina remember. Wine mixer. Yeah, that's like a notoriously like, a pretty raunchy movie. I don't like remember I, it being that bad. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> the best part was was David Clute was one of those students at the time. He's one of our interns now at our church, and he was like, "Dude, you reference Step Brothers so much in your sermons," and he's like, "Now you just can't do that." And what I'm do like, you, "What yeah. parts do you reference in your sermon?" Just like stupid drum things. Set? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I'm like, he goes. Hey, you know that he drum set over here. The worship team's using. <laughs> yeah. Don't make the drummer mad. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but uh, going back to this, like, it was interesting to me because when me and my wife started dating, um, she was telling me how her grandparents never went to the movies, and they still haven't gone to the movies. And I'm like, 
it was just so foreign to me because I didn't grow up in church. I wasn't raised in church. I started going to church my senior year in high school, and it was just so foreign to me to hear that. Or they wouldn't call it Halloween. They would call it the hall, um, um, fall fest, and they would do those certain things, and it was just so weird to me to, to hear that. And then as I got more seasoned in Christianity, I guess is the better way of saying this, um, I started realizing it. And you mentioned something, Tony, that I want to like um, kind of go back to. And you said um, how sometimes people would think that Halloween is the devil's holiday. Yeah. And, and I just want to open the floor on that one. Like, is Halloween the devil's holiday? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I th- you know let's let's talk about let's let's deconstruct a little bit. I think we mm, you can deconstruct re- well, deconstruct our faith. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great word. But let's let's can we redeem anything for good? Yes, I, I do believe so. The arts, you know, look at what Hollywood's doing. Can the church redeem the arts for good? Yes, the answer is yes. Well, yeah, you look like historically the church used to do that, like the, right. the Renaissance and all that. The church was like the leading source of the arts mm-hmm. and. And, and all that type of stuff. And and I think that's the danger of us backing away and just be, everything is evil yeah. uh, is like then, then the evil wins. It's the only voice that's being spoken. The only movies being made are Step Brothers and Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, Great movies. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, But there is, I think, if we're going to talk about Halloween and we're going to kind of joke about it or laugh about it, we do have to at least mention that yeah i think the roots of this holiday is pagan and uh evil but so is christmas christmas was a pagan holiday um and and so then yes i think that there is this other conversation of can the church redeem things you Mm -hmm. know and the church is i mean look look what's happened over the last 25 years we've we've relegated the Halloween holiday to trunk or treat. That's been, that's been the big, which I like, can we debunk trunk or treat like now? Cause I think I was thinking about this on the way up here that trunk or treat to churches, like in the last 20 years is what Sunday school was like 40, 50 years ago. Mm. How it was created was a very like intentional, like really good thing. It was about Christian education. Well, then we start like probably about 15 to 17 years ago. I was thinking about this, that, that I was like, this is like Sunday school's done. Like, mm-hmm. it's tired. Kids don't want to come to... They're in, they're in class five days a week. They don't want to come to another class. So we changed to, like, a whole university model and went to, like, like six-week, like, little quick bursts, like, like, electives they could take instead of Sunday school. And I think Trunk or Treat, kind of the same thing. When I first heard about Trunk or Treat, it was probably early 2000s. And I remember the church I went to um, in San Diego in 2001, they had done Trunk or Treat, and it was, like, three to 4,000 people would show up at this wow. thing. And it was ama- It was probably one of the first, like, leading events of that kind in that area. And it was a true outreach event. And then what happens, and that's why I think things, things run their course, and in, in, in the Christian community trying to redeem something that's been predominantly evil, is Trunk or Treat was, was a great thing. It was vibrant. But then about 10 years later, it just became a tour stop for Christians mm-hmm. to come have a safe place for their kids to to trick or treat. So I remember in a staff meeting, like doing some follow up one year, and I, I can't believe I was about ready to say this. I'm like, I'm like, what are we doing? I'm like, why are we doing this anymore? Uh, we should just probably take a big backhoe. Charlie knows what Ellie doesn't know what Charlie knows what backhoe <laughs> is. He grew up in Norco. But why don't we take a big backhoe and just dump a, like a ton pile of candy at the bottom of the driveway of the church? Yeah. And just say free because that's all we're doing. There's no more outreach. There's no more. You know, it's really a tour that's stop. Good. And it was thousands of dollars that our church was spending yeah. under it. You know, we had the fun zone and bounce house. I'm like, you know what? This is all we're doing. Let's just do this and put free. Take it. That's it. So I think the church has tried to redeem these holidays, like like Halloween. And now, like I said, it's still great. Is it wrong to have a safe place for your kids to go? Absolutely not. But at the expense of the church, like subsidizing event, thousands of dollars at a time. I would say no. Yeah. No, I think that's that's a huge one. And yes, I do know what a backhoe is. Do you know what that is, Elliot? 
Yeah. Or a skip loader. You know what a bobcat is? Mm-hmm. Not the animal. I know. You know what a bobcat is. All right. Um, no, and I, it, it's funny that you say that because that's even something that our church is going through right now is just like this idea of trunk and treat. And some, trunk and treat is something that I feel like every trunk church is Trunk and treat? Done. Trunk and treat. It's trunk or treat. Trunk and treat. No. It's something that everyone, like all churches have, <laughs> have um, done at some point. Tony, you bring up something good. Uh, I think in this area, and I, we can even apply this into the youth ministry realm. I think we... For so much, for so long, we've done Halloween events or or events in that realm, and we're hoping to give this kind of like outreach um, model or this outreach mindset of invite your friends to this. It's a safe place to be. It's not like we're not out there celebrating these pegging gods or whatever that might look like. Um, and we've gotten away from that, and we've almost even I've even seen this in some of the youth ministries that I follow. It's like, oh, this is getting really dark. And this isn't becoming a, a... What do you mean by that? It's like I, I, I've seen it where... And I've been guilty of this because, again, I wasn't raised in church in the first few Halloweens that I did, like Halloween parties. It was just like we had the skulls. We had the the um, the witches in the room and stuff like that where it was just like... And I was ignorant to it. And it, it just, this is for me... Um, I was ignorant into that realm where I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Like, it's going to be a great time for our kids to come and be a part of it. But... I wasn't. I was doing the ho- the the holiday unjust without teaching why this is not okay. Some of the things in Halloween are not okay, um, while using it as an outreach event. If that makes sense, it was just like I was like, I, there's a fine line I believe when it comes to Halloween that we have to walk, and I was walking on the other side of that line. I really want to go to Charlie's first Halloween event where he's like, "All right, guys, now we're gonna break out the Ouija board." <laughs> like he's just like, "Oh, I was ignorant to it." <laughs> Like, what, bro? Um, Yeah, dude. No, but I I think there is a fine line going back to, like, Halloween parties for for youth. What's the line, line. guys? What's the line? What is the line? I I mean, the line is this, is if there is an unchurched student that walks into your group on Halloween night, and the first thing they see is, which is, like, as decorations, um witches skulls like these type of like dead or even like witchcrafty like items in your youth group in their first thing they think of is like oh the church endorses this per se it's like they they think this is okay and scripture kind of teaches us otherwise in that realm and i think the line is like we can have fun during halloween but without crossing that line yeah and i think too so is harry potter crossing that line yeah well harry potter is just weird that, that's my other hot take. <laughs> but I think, too, Charlie, Elliot, something else that, that we saw, too, you know, we, we know this dealing with the unreached is messy. We, we've always established that. But we control, we control. You can't control someone else. If you're doing the event on Halloween, yeah. people are going to come dressed up like all sorts of yes. scantily clad demons in bikinis. Um, <laughs> and, and, and there's always a pimp. Like, seriously, there was always a kid dressed like yep. a pimp. Yep. Always. Every, Still, every to year. this day. To this day. So yeah. you, you can control what you control, but you can't control the element coming in. 100%. Yeah. No, and I, and I agree with that. And I think, but as the church, are we doing justification in the area of like, are we promoting it to be like this? Or are we saying, you know what? No, this is still a safe place to be. It's like, we can't control what kids wear. We can't no. control what kids dress in. Even like today, it's like what, what kids are dressing and just going to youth normally. You know what I mean? And so it, it's just that, that fine balance. I think if you do a Halloween party, of what are you promoting? 
Do you guys have any scary stories since this is the Halloween <laughs> episode? Like uh, real scary stories? In yeah. church? Like you've ever seen a, a demon-possessed yes. person? So let me tell you about a story that happened years ago. We were It was youth group nights. It was Wednesday night. On a night just like tonight. Just like tonight. On a Wednesday night a Wednesday just Wednesday like tonight. In a cold October. It was, we had this, this girl come in. And I remember our youth pastor, we had like a pre-service prayer. Our youth pastor came in. He was, he looked rattled for sure. He said, there's a girl here tonight and I've already had a conversation with her for a while. He said, so we just need to pray about what, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but we need to pray. And he started telling us that she basically stumbled. She was in downtown San Diego, which is about 20, 25 minutes from our church. She was told to get on a bus and go to our youth group tonight. So here's what was happening. She was turning 18 that night. And she was a part of the satanic church. Wow. As a part of the satanic church, when you turn 18, you got, you got to be involved in a wedding ceremony marrying Satan. Now, this was this branch. I, don't, I haven't studied Satanism, so I don't know if that... And basically, with someone standing in as Satan in this wedding ceremony, they get married, they consummate the marriage that mm-hmm. night. And it's this whole... And she is freaking out that she is going to have to do it. So she, she left this potential ceremony came to our youth group and was and you could tell there was something off about her anyway obviously she'd opened herself up to a whole other spiritual realm so worship starts so we had prayed this girl's name is missy i'll never forget missy kind of a heavy set girl not so important I, I'm, I'm giving, not important to the story I, I'm at con, all i'm giving, I, I, I'm giving you I, con, no bro, i have I'm, an image now no i'm giving you context for what's <laughs> about to come okay, okay. anyway okay. this girl missy's there she's in the back Worship starts, and, and you know when when there's worship happening, that different, you know, like it, it takes you to a whole different spiritual realm. And we know that scripture, right? There's there's powers and principalities that are fighting it. And so the first note of, of the word, this girl started like freaking out. Mm. So our leaders brought her. We had our youth room. We had like two levels of our youth room it was upstairs and then downstairs, like 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 I think four steps to go downstairs. Anyway, so they brought her down. They start praying for. Her. And we just keep worshiping, worshiping. Finally, like worship disbanded and the entire youth group is around this girl. She is literally demon possessed. Okay, mm-hmm. this is something that, that I had never seen up to this point, And really, I'm not sure if I've ever seen it quite like this since. Yeah. She starts like writhing, like kind of foaming from the mouth. Now the context, we had a Navy SEAL as one of our youth workers. He could barely hold her down with another very strong youth worker. I think I remember it was about seven or eight demons that had to come out of this. And she was just like nonstop. And it was like, I didn't want, I don't remember other, what she was saying. We just were praying, praying nonstop. She gets delivered from all of these demons that night. It was the, cra- it was the craziest youth service. I, like no message. No, it was worship and prayer. And then just seeing this girl get delivered. It was, it was the most wild, wild episode I've ever seen. Uh, since then, she had mo- she moved in with our youth pastors, wow. which was absolutely crazy. She had- I would not let her yeah. move in. <laughs> no. I'll be so scared. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll and, be like. Uh... That was a huge. That was a huge step of faith. I won't get into the details of her living there because it was it was scary for her and them. Yeah. Uh, they helped her get her on her feet. She didn't stay there long, but it was that was like I can tell that was thirty something years ago, and I could I could recall the moments like it was yesterday because it was so intense it was so real and it really gave you like an understanding that there is a real side you know we talk about demon possession we talk about you know demons and spirits and angels but we don't always get to experience and i experienced that firsthand and i had never you talk about freaking out as a kid like i i kind of grew up a little fearful like i was a fearful kid like not just the dark i was afraid i'd like miss the rapture or commit the oh, yeah, sin or i'd wake up like in a cold sweat like i so i was fearful like i didn't like sleep i was Sleeping in my room at night, 
My parents had this long house, and my parents were on the far end. My brother was in the middle. Ranch style. Ranch style house. I was at the very end of like 50 feet of open house, and I was like the the first one that was going to get, you know, know, taken or whatever. So I remember like growing up fearful. So growing up in a fearful mindset, then you see that, and you're like, this is real. This is wild. This is crazy. This is real. But she was demon-possessed, and it was was nonstop for that half hour, 45 minutes until she got delivered. And she really had, I really believe she had a moment with the Lord, and she was looking for hope in the midst of trying to avoid marrying Satan that night and consummating a marriage with this guy in the satanic church. Yeah, Dude, one time there was a demon possession at La Palma, and it was a young girl, um, thin girl, and she... uh, (laughs) Thank you for that. If we're just giving these details. But no, this actually does matter, because again, strong people were trying to hold her down, and they couldn't. But the one thing that did happen that was like kind of wild, her mom was like in the room, and she probably shouldn't have been, because the like demon is manifesting or whatever and screaming and blah 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 and like spitting and her mom is like yelling at her like she's like it's her daughter stop and, it yeah and the demon like is like yelling and spitting and the mom spat back <laughs> at the girl <laughs> i'll show you spat in her oh, face so we're like bro. get her out of here um no <laughs> i have an actual scary story bro she legit spit back mm-hmm. she didn't play game bro um and we're like, yeah, you should probably leave. Do you want to hear this? Um, I, yes. Of course. <clears throat> I've told this to a number of people. It's yes, you never have. been recorded on podcast before. You're opening. This opening is really great. So one time. So I also grew up a very fearful kid. I thought I was going to be left behind during the rapture. I was sure of it. I also, I saw this like cover of the movie It, like the old one. Yes. Uh Never had seen the movie, but just the picture of Pennywise the clown was enough to just, like, terrify me. So I was scared of everything, right? Um, This is years later. I had interned for Gary, and I came back to work at La Palma as a youth pastor. I was still in, like, the in-between phase. I wasn't – I was, like, uh, uh, training with my former youth pastor. It was, like, the summer. And I'm, I'm in there. And I had, so I moved back home. I had used to live in this like little back house sort of area. But uh, when I moved out, my grandma moved in there. So they converted the garage to a room. So that's where I was living in the garage. And uh, the garage was a cool setup. I had like my bed, it was big. So I had my bed, like a couch, my TV. I had like a weight bench. It was, you know, like a a bachelor pad, you know? Um, And it was dope because I always had friends over uh, like, some of my leaders the guys after a youth night they'd all just come over we get uh like food hang out someone would just stay the night and then go so it was a cool setup right so i'm there and like one of the first sundays back la palma does a prayer service like they pray at every sunday morning during worship they'll invite the pastors and some of the prayer team up to the front for people who want prayer so i'm up there and there's a lot of people i didn't recognize i've been gone a year and this lady, I didn't recognize her. She's like uh, middle-aged, a white woman, uh, just generic white lady, right? And, and so she's skinny. I don't remember. She, But she walks up to get prayer from me. And I just remember it's very like generic prayer, you know, just like, can you pray for me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I pray for her. Um, don't even know her name, which, fun fact, here's a trick when you got to pray for someone. Like, you know when you don't know someone's name? And you don't want to call them brother or sister because that's a clear giveaway that you don't know their name. You just pray for us. 
Yes. God, just help us. Except if they have a very specific prayer request, you know, that gets weird. Like, you know, God help our, uh, you know, I was going to, I was going to say something that's probably too far and I just edited myself, but you get the <laughs> picture. Um, so I'm praying for her in, in Jesus name. Amen. It's fine. She goes back and sits down. So after the service, my mom comes up to me and she says, what is that? What did that lady want prayer for? And I think it's kind of like an accountability thing. I'm a young single guy. This is a grown woman. And I'm like, oh, it's just life. Like it was a pretty generic prayer. She's like, okay. And that was it. So that week, like in the middle of the night, I'm, I'm in my room. I'm going to bed. The TV had turned off by itself. And I'm in that zone between sleep and awake, you know, like almost asleep, but not quite there. And I look over to my couch and... Uh, you know how like clothes can look like a figure or something like when you when you're really tired you look into the room and you think you see a person or something but it's just a pile of clothes or something like that so I see what I think is a person sitting on my couch looking at me and my first thought is this just must be one of those things so I kind of sit up and wake myself up but it's not turning into a pile of clothes it still <laughs> looks like a figure staring back at me right and so I'm freaked out and i'm thinking someone broke into my room because i didn't lock the door in the garage i just was like we live on the church parking lot i was pretty chill so i'm like someone broke into my room while i'm asleep and they're just sitting here watching me sleep and so i'm freaking out so i sit up on my bed and i'm like and i start yelling hey hey which is like (laughs) it's a real fight or flight thing and i was actually pretty proud of myself that i yelled hey hey instead of like so i'm yelling hey and all the while i'm kind of like getting up and the whole time this person is staring back at me and they're like smiling at me like that new movie smile right like like just a real creepy creepy smile just looking at me and so i'm like getting up position not turning my back and i run out of my room and i'm i run into the main house and i'm like at my parents doorway in my underwear about to wake them up and be like there's somebody in my room but I have this thought of like, I'm 18, I'm a grown man. Like, I can't just wake up my parents and if they go to my room and there's nobody in there, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so I just sit there for a second, I just breathe. And I'm like, okay, if I'm, I'm, if I'm gonna wake him up, I better be sure. So I'm like, I'm gonna go back out and check. I grab like a knife, go back into the room. And <laughs> I'm on, like, what, what, what were you gonna knife? do yeah. with that knife? Stab this fool. So I was like, I grab a knife and- A butter knife? No, okay, a, knife. A, butcher knife. a butcher knife. And so I grab a knife. I'll go back into the room and no, no one's in there. So then I check every place they could possibly be. Right. No one's in there. So I'm like, OK, I just put the knife down, lock all the doors. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed. So I go to sleep, wake up the next day, kind of thinking it was all just a bad dream. Right. We're out as a family. And something is talked about that, like we talked about the night before. And my grandma, who, again, I shared, like, the garage is connected to her house. She goes, yeah, last night at, like, 2 in the morning, I heard you, like, yelling. And I almost went and checked on you. And I'm like, almost, grandma. What? Like, (laughs) you heard me yelling, and then you heard me stop yelling, and your first thought was, better go back to bed. Like, (laughs) first of all, that's not good. So she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I tell them what had happened. And so this is where it all kind of comes together. My mom says, well, I didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want to scare you. 
but that lady that you were praying for on Sunday, we've been watching her. She's been coming for like a couple weeks, and we know for a fact uh, she is a part of uh, like a Wiccan group in the area. She's like she's a witch. She messes with with witchcraft and all that, and she's been coming kind of just trying to stir up trouble. And so when she came up for prayer for you, I was like really nervous. And then there's this lady in our church named Claudia, who's like one of those ladies who's very spiritual and usually like spot on, had texted my mom in the, during the week and said something like, hey, I pray for your family every week. But this week, I've just been feeling like this intense spiritual attack on Elliot. And so I'm like, I'm not I don't know what what I saw, but I'm telling you, it looked like this curly headed figure staring at me malevolently malevolently there we go just with uh bad intent and what's so weird about it is like a a couple times after that i would see it again like at night Mm -hmm. i'd look out into my couch i just see this you never turned on the lights ginger headed red-headed person i don't know the thing is uh no i didn't but what's so funny is i was um, it was it matt (laughs) (laughs) you know what (laughs) No, because here's the thing. It didn't look it. It looked like a person, but it was just like shadowy. So it was just oh, like a yeah. figure. Silhouette. Yeah, but it, it. So I couldn't see it, but I knew it was smiling. It's all wow. very weird, right? Yeah. Uh, but it felt very malicious. And uh, but what's so strange is I was that same kid who would like sleep on my sister's floor. Yeah. I couldn't go to bed. I, like anytime I would ride a roller coaster, I had to have my mom pinky promise me that I wouldn't die. Like it was just like that was me. But for some reason, I, and I, I, my guess would be this was like demonic, right? Um, but I had this weird like peace about it all um, because it felt like it wanted to do something to me, but it couldn't. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, turn this into like a sermon. But it was weird that that same kid who like grew up in so much fear could like look out and see what, you know, could be a demonic kind of force. And just I would just go back to bed like I would just kind of like pray or say the name of jesus or something and i just be like i'm going to bed so wow. that's my scary story i'm yeah. glad you said that story because i've heard this story so many times not from you really yeah like i've heard it from both of your sisters and i'm just like this is they've also seen the red-headed yeah. and i've heard then they've said that figure. to me before and i'm just like it's weird that we know it's got red hair uh because we it's like a shadow figure but yeah we could just tell you know you, you could just tell when someone's <laughs> got red hair <laughs> just based off their personality oh man <laughs> oh man um i have a a, a story I don't, and this is the thing like my senior pastor was there for this and he says that this person wasn't demon possessed but was dealing with dark spirits and i'm like okay um, Sounds this, like demon. I know. <laughs> I was like, it, it just that one didn't make sense to me. But this was probably three weeks into me in my Christian walk. Three weeks, okay. I go to a men's worship night we have at the church. This guy walks into the church. No one knows who this guy is. He just is there, and we're going through the worship set. Pastor goes through the sermon or the devotion or whatever it was, and we get into the last song of worship. And like out of nowhere, I just hear this like yelling. And I'm like, bro, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, I'll, hey, I'll do something. Hey. <laughs> you were in my garage. And um, this person's sitting there and just like yelling at the top of his lungs. 
and all of a sudden just like falls back and just starts like starts like compulsing and i'm like bro what is happening three weeks into this i'm like thinking this man's having a seizure and people are around him like holding him down like saying but the power of christ compel you like all this stuff and I'm they like, said power of christ yeah compel. i swear bro Dang. i swear like bro it's and so I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, dude, what's happening? And like uh, this guy, he calls everyone Mijo. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, Mijo, come here. And like he's you like, hold like, him down. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I don't even know how to pray yet. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And uh, I'm looking at this man and he's just like that like dark, evil laugh. And I'm like, oh, man, like I'm getting like I'm getting the goosebumps right now. Like this is weird. And all the of a sudden, R.L. Stein goosebumps. <laughs> all of a sudden, like I look back and I just see my senior pastor, like sitting on a, a chair, like getting ready to go into a fight. It looked like, and I was like, "Bro, what is happening?" And he punched right the now? dude in the face. <laughs> Led him to the Lord that day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna start taking the Lord seriously? Oh, um, but he gets up and he starts praying for this man, and the guy just calms down. And I'm like, "What is happening?" He he stands up with my senior pastor, and him and my senior pastor start walking. Oh my like, dude, that was weird. And that went on for about like 30 minutes, like of them trying to just hold him down, like pray over him. And then my senior pastor gets up and does his thing. And it was just like, what is going down? That was the only time I've really ever seen something with like dark spirits. Um, dark like, sided. The dark sided. You know, I heard something. Um, and I think it's interesting because you see a lot of like demonic stuff on missions trips. Yeah. And I think it was Yo-Yo actually. We were talking about how like there's a lot of that stuff that manifests in like overseas because there is already a belief in uh the supernatural yeah and so like there's a demonic oppression and uh like um fight that's very real and like palpable because they already believe in the supernatural. Like, yeah. they already believe in the spiritual. Uh, that's not something that's hard for them. And a, a, the the point Yo-Yo was making when we were talking was, like, I think maybe a reason we don't see that here is because, like, th there's a guy that I know that was a part of that, like, demonic uh, moment at the church where the mom spit on the girl. But, like, she's this little girl, this, like, superhuman strength. It was just, like, insane. And he's one of the smartest guys that I know. And I, I was talking to him not that long ago. Like, he is going, he's getting his doctor. He's getting paid to go to school. Like, he's that smart. Uh, and I was just talking to him about life, and, and then I brought that up. And he's like, you know what? That is the reason I'm still Pentecostal. Like, you know, because he's like, I probably would be, like, Anglican or something like that. But he's like, I, I can't not believe in the supernatural because I can't yeah. explain what I saw. And I think that, like, if we saw more of that stuff happening— like all the time, uh, I think people would be drawn 100%. to the church. So there's almost like a strategy in not seeing it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it isn't to say that there isn't demonic oppression over this generation because there totally is. And all the symbolism, all the, you mm. know, that like you see it in music, you see it in uh, television and movies. Like it is pretty crazy. But you even see it, I mean, not to like derail that but like you even, you even see, it see it in fashion in, in country music no <laughs> never um, but you like you even see it in fashion yeah it's like like kids yeah yeah rocking yeah. like crystals around their neck and they think it's just like a part of yeah. who they are now and it's just like no like that's not okay you know what i mean yeah what's your guys's sign no i'm just kidding <laughs> um it's even in the enneagram um it's been 
Inter- anything else about this Halloween episode <laughs> that we you have in your notes to talk about? No, I mean it kind of like veered off. What of are you Halloween dressing up as for this Halloween? Year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Aubrey, I've always wanted to dress up as Mr. and Mrs. Incredible with my wife, and she's never wanted to do that. Mm. You guys need three kids. True. What are you dressing up as? Uh, Jack. <laughs> That's what you're going to wear for Halloween? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably wear that. On Actually, where I was telling Charlie we're hosting um, a movie in the park with our city that they're showing Nightmare Before Christmas. So, yeah. What's the best Halloween costume you guys have ever done? For me or my son. So my, my son is super into like making his own costume. Last so over COVID, he made a Clorox wipe bottle. Great. Clorox wipes bottle. I'll send a picture. What's the best it. costume you've ever done, Tony? Best costume I've ever done. Well, that's a good question. Uh, I was Gilligan one year. You don't know who Gilligan is. Yeah, we know. Uh, but that is a very yeah. Old I, I was never reference. I was never into like making a costume back in the day. You could buy like a costume in a box and it had like a, a, a single just face mask. I was C three PO, one year. It was just a little face mask and a costume. What's your it. best costume? I, I'm trying to think. I can't remember what I dressed up as for Halloween very much. But one year I was a, a slice of toast. <laughs> uh, one year I dressed up as like a, a giant baby Like we you know like the inflatable suits that you can buy It was like mm-hmm. a big baby with like a diaper on it thought that was pretty funny um, Yeah How about you I, Elliot? I don't know Thanks for asking guys uh, See now you know how I feel Obviously I've been a pirate We've talked about that I've been <laughs> that Jimmy, went well. Jimmy Neutron um, One year me and my whole family dressed up as We were big into like the cultural moment you know like so we were the the run and tell that guy what you remember that that youtube video where it's like the guy's like you could run and tell that like where he's like hide your kids hide your wives and hide your husbands and i won't say the rest of what he said but uh anyways yeah we were like that's that's it that's we were one year we all dressed as like the honey boo boo family Uh, we dressed as like the duck dynasty family even better uh who was speaking uh, my language who was um at the sisters who was um honey boo boo it was more of like we just dressed like hillbillies i think and then uh i was guy fieri and tanner was a hamburger i think the last thing that we were me and tanner together that was pretty good dressed as like the princess bride Mm. Cause the I, now I'm doing mustache. Onward? I'm thinking yes. of like mustache oh, stuff. Yeah. So the dude from Wesley. yeah from Princess that was a pretty good one. I might go Top Gun this year. That'd be a good oh, that's one. Perfect. That's a perfect one right now. Yeah. All right. How about your sons? What were they dressed? Oh yes. Friends? Oh yeah. So Sawyer picked out his costume, and surprise, surprise, he picked a police car. So he's <laughs> like he has like it, it's oh, at Party it. City. Okay. It's like uh, yes. he wears the police car and he's dressed as a police oh, officer. God. Nice. Yeah. And I so like then so Dallas is going to be a, uh, he's like in a jail outfit. That's cool. That's yeah. great, man. That's good stuff, man. Tony, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, dude. Thank you, Charlie, so much. Elliot, too. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, uh, so hopefully you guys learned a little bit, kind of laughed a little bit today just on this Halloween. Loved episode. a little bit. <laughs> uh, on this Halloween episode of In the Trenches. Um, be on the lookout. We will be posting some of these Halloween costumes that we've had and what, uh, what Tony brought into the office today to record in. Um, that is Elliot in the background. But other than that, guys, we love you guys so much. Um, get ready for the next episode of In the Trenches, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Hey! Hey!